This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 632. Make sure you check out MarkingOut.com. Buy t-shirts over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter at MarkingOut. Follow us on Instagram, MarkingOut11. Check us out on YouTube, over on Twitch, and wherever else you may be searching for us on that social media, such as TikTok. Make sure you head on over there. You can listen to all the episodes over on the website, but also at Spotify and wherever else you may be listening to your podcasts. But that being said, I am Dave, the Rave, and I am here with Brandon and Chris. And Brandon, how are you today? I'm doing awesome as always, and Chris will be joining. I don't know why you keep saying Chris is here. He is here. Eh. He is here. He is everywhere. Well, that's Chris. He true knows for all. some, but... But yes, how was your week? It was decent. I really didn't do much. I did make a... a a bolognese sauce and then I put it into a baked spaghetti but the sauce I think needed more salt and I don't know more flavoring from something but I I can't put my finger on it it's not bad but you know it is what it is Mm -hmm. and then today I went to the doctor and it, it just I hate going to doctor offices because like oh you have to sign in why do I have to sign in you signed me in. And then I'm sitting there waiting for the doctor and they're backed up. My appointment is for 12. I didn't get taken in till one. Why didn't you give me a, f- a phone call? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. I would have. Did you complain? No, what am I going to do? I would have complained. When I walked in, we're backed up. When's your appointment? 12? Well, then you're good. Why am I there an hour and a half yeah. in the waiting room? I would have complained. I'm I'm not a fan of patients signing in at the front desk. I think I it's feel the like it's a violation thing. of It's so stupid. I think it's a violation of HIPAA. That's why well, I don't like see it. See how that's a HIPAA violation though? Well, because everybody that goes in there sees your full name. Sees that you are seeing Brother, the doctor. Maybe they or, see specifically what doctor that you see. Or they could literally just look at you in the waiting room. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of it. But What do you mean right, they cool. see you in the waiting room? Yeah. So, anything else about your week? No. That's about it. How about yourself? No. But let's talk about no, some no pro New wrestling York City? talk. Nope. Nope. But Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. A big uh, change of pace. I feel like it opened up with Edge. I think for the past like. Three weeks on Raw and SmackDown, they've opened with the Bloodline segments. So that was yeah. a, a nice a breath of fresh air. But he called out Finn Balor. Balor came out with the Judgment Day. And Edge accepted Finn Balor's challenge for WrestleMania. But he wants a Hell in a Cell. And then they all jumped Edge and the way made the save, setting up for their tag team match right after that. 
where Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio picked up the victory over the way. Yeah, I was really surprised that uh, that the way I don't know they just couldn't put it together against. I think it was. I mean, come on, against yeah, the Judgment Day, they they both needed that victory there. Yeah, yeah, I know. Especially, but, I mean, not that Finn Balor was in the match. Edge also, by the way, he disappeared. I thought he yeah. would have stayed out there. I thought Finn Balor would have been out there. But I yeah. thought it was a decent match. Uh, Damian Priest tried to cheat, and Candice LeRae knocked him, uh, knocked his feet off the ropes to to stop him from cheating. Then Rhea Ripley went after her, slammed her onto the barricade, and we saw Dexter Loomis uh, get distracted where it almost had him lose the match. But Gargano broke up that pin, and then we saw Dominic Mysterio tag out while he was locked in the silence. And I thought that was really, really nice. Mm. Backstage, yeah. Trish Stratus was uh, interviewed. She was taken out earlier in the day by damage control. And Lita and Becky Lynch were pissed off. They stormed into the trainer's room to check on her. And then we found out later on that Trish Stratus was just like, they should have fully taken me out because all they did was piss me off further. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the rumors coming out saying that we'll eventually down the line see Trish Stratus turn heel and work a singles program with Becky. Yeah, I mean that would be cool for Becky. I don't, I don't know. There's don't, so much. Yeah, I don't want. There's so see many. That. I know. There's. I mean, I'm sure Becky is a mark for it, but there's so many other women I'm not, in wrestling. I'm not, not here for it, but because um, if you're gonna do it with somebody, I mean, she's she's faced Flair. Mm-hmm. She's faced now. She's going to be facing Bailey. I mean, it's just to say that you were in the ring with this person. Next up, you had Omos and Brock Lesnar go face to face in the ring. Uh, <laughs> Brock Lesnar may have uh, met his match. It's crazy. Like the fans were nuts here. All they yeah. had to do was stand in the ring. Fans were going crazy. I was like, "What? How? How is this going? Like, how is this happening?" But they eventually uh, shook hands and it got physical. Yeah, Brock went to go pull uh, almost into him like he usually does, and almost didn't budge at all. Yeah, and uh, Brock got sent over the top, or uh, yeah, Brock got sent over the top. Yeah, which everybody's like, oh, botch, botch, botch. I mean, who cares? Sorry, mm. so he didn't go over clean. Yeah, whatever. After whatever. that. Cody Rose picked up the victory over L.A. Knight. I think it's kind of crazy that they've never wrestled before. Hmm. I would have assumed that they would have worked an impact together, but the only mm-hmm. thing that I could actually see was Cody attacking Moose when Moose was about to face Eli Drake. Nah. But it was never actually Cody versus Eli Drake or Cody versus, obviously, now L.A. Knight. So, but I enjoyed the match. I guess Cody wanted that warm-up match before WrestleMania. Why it was LA Knight on Raw? I'm not sure. Yeah, but, I don't I don't he's know. He's starting to be very over with the fans. Yeah, that is for sure. After this match, Cody spoke about Paul Heyman warning Cody about uh staying out of the bloodline. The their business. And Cody doesn't care at all. He'll stand with Sammy. 
He'll fight with Kevin Owens if he wants. It was super fired up. I thought it was a very, very good promo from Cody Rhodes. We saw Paul Heyman later on say that Roman Reigns is going to be on Monday Night Raw next week. And Cody better acknowledge him. Actually, not better. Cody will acknowledge him. So maybe next week we'll start to see it get physical. Not 100% sure. Next up, you had Bronson Reed pick up the victory over Elias. Bronson Reed is a monster. Pretty one-sided. Elias just, <laughs> yeah, Elias just no match for him. And Boogs just stood outside the whole time taking notes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, after that, no match Austin, for him at all. Yeah, not at all. Austin Theory picked up the victory over Angelo Dawkins, stemming from a backstage segment where Austin Theory made fun of the Street Profits for not having any WrestleMania plans. Uh, the match itself, I thought most of it was uh, Austin Theory. Yeah, I mean, as it should be. I mean, Austin Theory's going into a WrestleMania match versus John Cena. Dawkins had a, a comeback towards the end, but Theory eventually turned it around and hit that uh, A-Town down and picked up the victory. And then Theory locked Angelo Dawkins in an STF afterwards to throw it in John Cena's face. Mm-hmm. Up until Montez Ford ran down, so Theory broke it off and and left the ring. So, it should be interesting to get more of Austin Theory and John Cena here. I agree. After that, Rey Mysterio came out. He went to speak about getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame, but Dominic interrupted. Came off extremely spoiled in this. And, and, And how... Bad of a dad Rey Mysterio was. Dominic was like, instead of this car, you got me this. And it was embarrassing or whatever. And and the car that he mentioned was like a really nice car anyway. Um, But he ends up challenging Rey Mysterio to a match at WrestleMania. And Rey again turned him down. And then Dominic made fun of Rey Mysterio. But again, Rey Mysterio's holding strong on not beating his son. Just only in video games. So... Yeah, we'll see we're gonna what happens have to, with that. We're gonna see what happens with that. It's obviously it leading definitely... to a WrestleMania match. I mean, also, I, I guess mean, we're, you didn't even we're get gonna to get react it. with Rey Mysterio's Hall of Fame because that was on during SmackDown. So, I mean, I, I think that with his induction to the Hall of Fame, you definitely uh, did. They announce who officially is it, is doing it or no? No, it's being reported that Conan will be, but I'm not. Certain, I don't understand how that's possible if the company he works for is suing WWE. Hmm. But it, it seems be... like right now it'll be Conan. I thought for sure it would be Edge, but... I thought for sure it would be Vicky Guerrero over Edge. No. Edge but... would make so much more sense with than Vicky, in my opinion. I don't Not know. to I say Vicky's a bad choice, but Vicky isn't... Her contract with AEW isn't up until... Uh, I don't know if they said July... So, unless they do pull out miracles and I don't know, but no matter here, no matter who it is, you can definitely see Dominic either attacking him on stage or backstage. Yeah, I think it should be like. Well, I I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, it takes I mean, place it's... after a SmackDown. Nobody's like actually dressed up. The the wrestlers exactly. Won't be, but... I mean, it could it could take place on stage, or it could even be in the backstage after maybe Rey Mysterio does his speech, and then he goes to the backstage area, and maybe he doesn't say thank you to Dominic, or he leaves him out of the speech, and that just puts Dominic <laughs> over the edge. 
I mean, he's already over the edge. I don't think he needs to be left out of the speech for that. Doesn't have to over... Doesn't need it a little bit more, but I definitely see something uh, building up over there. So maybe... So what? Do you think maybe we see the match get official then or no? I don't know. That's what I see people saying that, like, maybe we'll see... Like a last-minute match? Yeah. Instead of, like, next... I mean, we still have two... Uh, what two more episodes of Monday Night Raw, and even if and it does episodes, end up being Smackdowns. like announced at the Hall of Fame, I'm fine with that because it still's been building towards that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, but earlier For in sure. the night we saw Seth Rollins speak about what Logan Paul did last week, and then the Miz told Seth Rollins that Logan will have uh, Impulsive Live next week, and then Baron Corbin wanted to be a guest, but. And then he wanted to also co-host WrestleMania with Miz, which I thought was funny. And Kathy Kelly brought up a possibility of a co-host, a co-host earlier on. So I don't know if Miz is going to actually end up with a co-host or not. But Corbin tried to give Seth Rollins some boxing tips and it turned into a challenge. And uh, because Seth Rollins turned him down on those boxing tips, which I feel like you should probably listen to Corbin on boxing tips. Because Corbin has golden gloves or whatever. but yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, so that match gets set up. Before we speak about the match, did you happen to see anything from the Madison Square Garden show with Seth Rollins? Or I no? saw, a, yeah, I saw a lot about it. I, th- I thought it was pretty cool to see the fans outside of the garden singing his theme song. Yeah, I thought that was really special. But yeah, Seth Rollins picks up the victory over Baron Corbin with Miz on commentary. Corbin attacked Seth Rollins during the entrance, but Seth ended up throwing Corbin at one point into Miz. Miz got into the ring and Seth Rollins took him out and then hit a curb stomp off of the Miz's back to Baron Corbin to pick up that victory. Yeah, I really love the fact that he had both options too. Yeah, I thought there was some way that he was going to hit like at the same time somehow. Yeah, I, I that's what I thought too. I thought that everything was going to be. I thought maybe he was going to do like, I don't know. It was like in my head that like he was going to do a curb stomp to Miz, and then like from that do with the other leg a curb stomp to, um, whatever his face Corbin. is. Yeah, to Corbin. With Corbin though, asking everybody week after week, he asked uh, Maximum Male Models, I believe it was last week. This week, Seth Rollins. Um, I feel like maybe Corbin should win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal again and be the only person to win it two times and then some maybe get a push from that. We we haven't really uh, are seen they anybody actually doing who's the Andre again? I would have to assume so. Maybe it could come down to him and Madcap again or something like that. Hmm. That's just I don't know. I hope that they don't. I hope they don't do it again. Well, they're definitely most likely going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Why would you hope they don't? I don't know. It's, uh, get to the point. Get to the matches. It's a battle royal. What do you mean? Even last, I think last year it was done on uh, SmackDown. Yeah. Get to the matches. I don't know. But I'm after not, that, eh. Chad Gable backstage just mentioned Maximum Male Models. He spent the whole night looking for Otis. And then Mustafa Ali at one point told Gable he needed to smile and said whatever he's looking for might be around the corner. And he walked around the corner right into a photo shoot with Maximum Male Models and Otis. 
Gable spoke to Otis. He's like, oh, get some pictures of me. And then the camera broke. And I thought that was a funny segment. And it just had me feeling really sad for Chad Gable because he tried to leave with Otis and Maximum Male Models were like, Otis. And Otis left Gable by himself. (laughs) So now it seems like this split will actually be happening. And now I need for Chad Gable to be the one that wins the King of the Ring this year. Hmm. I don't know. That's what I'm really hoping. And I also... Uh, Maximum Male Models were on The Bump this week, and I thought it was so funny that uh, they Otis, uh, I guess, Skyped in or whatever he videoed in, and he was showing off, mm-hmm. like, model poses, but it's literally just, like, typical Otis pose, like the, the face that he does. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really funny. Next up, you had Bianca Belair pick up a victory over Chelsea Green. Um... This was a bit interesting. Carmella kicked Bianca Belair behind the referee's back. And then later on, she stood up on the apron. And Bianca Belair knocked her off when she went for that uh, Shining Star press. And Chelsea got her knees up on that. That I was surprised about. Because Mm. I didn't think the distraction from Carmella was going to be anything. But Belair eventually wins. Chella beats down Bianca Belair. And Asuka ran down to make that save. And when Asuka, she kind of was like toying with the championship about whether yeah. or not to give it back to Bel Air. And then at one point she went to like give it back and then laughed and mist came out of her mouth. I wasn't really that big Yeah, of this a... was a weird, a weird one this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not a fan of it feels like with that entire segment that it just went too long. I wasn't a fan of it. But I will say that uh, on the bump when when I had mentioned Maximum Male Models, before that they had Ric Flair on. And he announced the next inductee to the Hall of Fame, that being Great Muda. And Oscar mm-hmm. uh, is one of the people included in Great Muda's uh, Hall of Fame write-up because of the Poison Mist. Mm-hmm. So I think that's cool that Great Muda will be inducted to the Hall of Fame. I assume Ric Flair is going to be doing it because he was the one that announced, announced it. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Great Muda is definitely, um, we all knew he was a shoo-in for any Hall of Fame. With WWE, it was questionable just because of the relationship that WWE, WWE has with everybody. And I mean, he's never, never been really in saw, WWE, huh? so... Yeah, he's never been in WWE, so it's even more difficult to, like... You could definitely make a argument that he won't, wouldn't be inducted into WWE because of that. Well, but then again, but they own WCW, then, so. I mean, Yeah, I mean, but we also... Sting was inducted, too, right? Yeah, what does that mean? So Yeah, Sting was so, I mean, in WWE. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, but towards... I mean, that's true. He did, towards the end, have his little brief run. That's true, that's true. Even, I think... It wasn't a WWE event, but I think there was a co-promoted show, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Like a, a uh, I'm not I don't know, but it's cool. Sure. It's cool that Muda is getting inducted and everything. It definitely, definitely deserves it. Yeah, and uh, hopefully Shinsuke Nakamura will be coming back to TV soon because I don't know where he's been. Yeah, that was the last time we heard of Shinsuke. I think was against Great Muda. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I could be wrong on that. Main event of Monday Night Raw saw Solo Sokoa pick up the victory over Kevin Owens in a street fight. I wasn't paying attention, I guess, all Monday Night Raw to know that this was a street fight, so that caught me off guard. But Kevin Owens earlier in the night said that he wants to do this by himself. He does not want any help from Cody Rhodes. So we got this match. They did that spot with the chairs that act like the bridge. I truly don't know how any wrestler takes that. That's just like the 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 where the the chairs are set up facing each other. And then Solo Sokoa tossed Kevin Owens on, off the top rope onto them or threw him off the top rope. Mm-hmm. It, it just seems such like a, a brutal thing. But the yeah. Usos got involved backstage and they basically crushed him and Cody, a man of his word, I guess, didn't come out there. Nobody stopped it. Nobody saved Kevin Owens. No, that was it, you know. That's uh, Monday Night Raw moving over to NXT earlier in the day. Some tweets were sent from Shawn Michaels announcing that we might need a new champion. So they're going to have qualifier matches for a ladder match at Stand and Deliver. They had a doctor later on explain everything, which I thought was really cool because we don't really see something like that where there's like a potential injury and a doctor explains stuff further. But the doctor basically said, like, we don't know what's wrong with Roxanne Perez at this point. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, they mentioned dehydration potentially, but I don't understand it. I think it's you don't I, it doesn't make what? Why they would do this sort of an angle right now, especially right before WrestleMania, it well, really does to me, not make sense to me. To me, it makes sense where if you don't want, because how uh, how else will you do uh, get a contender instead? Like instead of having another sort of tournament or something to see who will face Roxanne Perez, you can do something like this where oh, we might need to actually get a new champion, so we're gonna have these women qualify for a ladder match and whoever wins that ladder match will become the champion or be the champion because I think Roxanne Perez is going to make it into that match and retain the championship. So instead I've... of instead of building up a feud, we have a contender match where a bunch of contender matches and the possibility of Roxanne Perez maybe not making it in. She makes it at the last time, let the last second or whatever huge underdog like storyline she was just she passed out she was maybe injured we don't know what was wrong with her but here she is fighting and scrapping her way to the top to regain that championship or retain the championship i think that puts her over big time yeah i don't know i, I don't really the match then i agree, have no but... idea But NXT, anyway, opened with Johnny Gargano. And I like that he used Cody Rhodes' like finish the story in this by saying that he needs to finish his story because the last time that we saw Johnny Gargano in NXT, it was because it was Grayson Waller taking him out. Mm -hmm. And then he brought up Ciampa being the last guy to take him out and how Grayson Waller doesn't live up to what Ciampa did in NXT. Grayson Waller had two chances to win the NXT championship. He lost both of those matches, and all he does is complain. Champa became champion. 
And then during this segment, we saw Vic Joseph interrupt Johnny Gargano to say that Grayson Waller was at Johnny Gargano's house. So Gargano took off, he goes home, and it ends with a brawl. Him and Grayson Waller fought outside Johnny Gargano's house. Candice very politely there holding the the sun. (laughs) Stop. Yeah, It's time to stop. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't like this at all. I don't think that the child should have. I don't think the child should have been out there for this. What do you mean? He's Johnny wrestling the second, basically. Nah. It's not like he was in danger. They weren't actually fighting. Yeah. There's no yeah. like. There was no harm having him there. It just makes it more real. Yeah. After that, Gallus picked up the victory over Pretty Deadly to retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, the crowd got pretty into this match. So that I, I liked. We saw Pretty Deadly cheat behind the referee's back, but Mark ended up kicking out of it, got the tag to Wolfgang, and they picked up the victory. Yeah, this match, I was really, I was, I guess I have to stop being surprised that they pick up a victory. <laughs> at, at Gallus? I can't really say that anymore. Well, well why yeah. Why do you keep getting surprised that Gallus wins? Because to me, they're not really Gallus anything. boys on top. What do you mean? I don't know. There's just not anything to me. Is Tyler Bate anything to you? Not really. What about Pete Dunne? <laughs> Depends on the day. Pete Dunn, by the way, apparently those big big rumors coming out that he might be uh, becoming back, uh, becoming Pete Dunn again. Yeah, thank goodness. Just in time, video game comes out just in time to be wrong. <laughs> uh, but later on, Pretty Deadly had the idea that they can, now that they've lost the opportunity to be, become tag team champions again, they didn't cry and, and moan about it like Grayson Waller's done. They have the idea that they can host Stand and Deliver, so now they'll be the hosts of Stand and Deliver. That so, should be cool. Yeah, it should add a fun aspect to that event. Yeah. After that, Zoe Stark picked up the victory over Sol Ruka to advance to the Stand and Deliver ladder match. I'm annoyed that Sol Ruka... You know, win. when Sol Ruka came out, I was hoping she would be the one in the ladder match. And then I saw her opponent was Zoe Stark. And I was like, well, well, Zoe's going to win this. Yeah, I'm fine I... with Zoe Stark winning it. But Sol Ruka is just so entertaining with what she does in the ring with the, her moves yeah. and everything. She could have done exactly. the, the shooting star KO off the, the ladder or something. There was too much potential there. <laughs> and then you know, I'm I'm bummed that she's not gonna we're not gonna have the chance to see her in this match. But maybe we'll see something like the last match for the the last spot or something could be like a um what is it like a last chance battle royal or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe she could end up potentially in it. Probably could. not, but could. But yeah, I I That's thought true. this was a good match. Sol Ruka again having a lot of good offense in this. Yeah. But that being said, we also had the amazing Albafire, Isla Dawn, pick up the victory over Diamond Mind and Caden Carter and Katana Chance to advance in this to the stand and deliver for the tag team titles. 
Um, yeah. I like the uh, the double pin that Caden Carter did to Isla Dawn and Tatum Paxley. I thought yeah, that was really that was cool. cool. But the, the big part of this match was Tatum Paxley pulling her hand back from Ivy Nile at one point and eventually attacking her. And Isla Dawn seemed pleased, so maybe maybe Tatum Paxley's like possessed or something. Yeah, maybe she uh, played a factor in this. And with Katana Chance and Caden Carter losing, I think maybe we could see them come to the main roster soon. Ish. Possibly. I would definitely like to see that. But as of right now, the the tag team championship match is Alba Fire and Isla Dawn facing the champions there. So that should yeah. be. I could see that happening. Yeah. You know? And I feel like they're, I mean, I'll, I'll save it. I feel like they're going to be the ones walking out of stand and deliver as champion, but I'll say more about that later on. Ilya Dragunov, uh, came out and he spoke about how he has no choice, but to challenge JD McDonough to finally once and for all, get rid of him. JD came out and he's like, brother, we're the same person. He's like, you made me leave NXT UK and then you followed me here. And Ilya wants a a match next week and they brawled. I don't know what the next step for either of them is after next week. Like, do we see the loser getting called up to one of the main rosters? Hmm. Could we potentially see Ilya Dragunov making his way to SmackDown or something like that? could i mean maybe he'll go up against walter i mean it'd be cool to see that i think they have two other matches in wwe i think so backstage we saw chase U, where duke and andre chase spoke and andre chase tried to make duke understand that chase U may have done more for duke than he even realizes at this point because Duke is still heated from what happened last week. And Chase left and we saw Ava drop a schism mask off for Duke. Do we hmm. see Duke Hudson turning on Chase University? I don't think so. I think that Duke is going to remain loyal to Chase U. Maybe become a I don't root. see it happening. Yeah, I don't know. After that, we were supposed to see a Wesley Open Challenge for the North American Championship. Axiom accepted the challenge last week, and Wesley was like, as long as you're the one in the ring. And earlier in the night, they showed footage of Axiom uh, basically trying to shadow Wesley the whole night. And we saw everybody fight backstage. And at the very last second, Scripps took Axiom out right before he can get the bell to ring. We saw Dragunov and JD McDonough return to brawl. I thought that was a nice callback because they were brawling backstage. And then Wesley jumped onto all of them and joined in the brawl. And Shawn Michaels, uh, NXT Anonymous, caught a conversation of Shawn Michaels talking to Wesley, telling him that he can't keep having the open challenges because they they're too chaotic and Wesley was like I need to prove myself and he, he pitched 10 of the best for stand and deliver and Sean's like ah, I can give you four <laughs> which I thought was funny so 
It's going to be a, a fatal I don't get it. Why? Way. You don't get what? Why? I can give you four. Like he could give him four instead of he doesn't. He can't give him ten opponents. He'll give him four opponents. Oh. Which I thought was going to be some sort of gauntlet, but it's going to be a fatal five way match. Four other superstars that Wesley gets to pick. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll see. We saw Dragon Lee interviewed on NXT, and he said he wants to show the world that Dragon Lee is special. So maybe we'll hit from one lead to another. Maybe we'll see him in that match. I think that'd be pretty cool. It's very possible. After that, Dabakato picked up the victory over Apollo Cruz. Apollo jumped. Dabakato before the match and they brawled outside of the ring to where I thought they weren't going to have the actual match. Yeah. I mean, that's really the only way that Apollo Crews was going to have any shot against uh, Dabakato. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, or at least in my eyes, but you should not be Dabakato strong. If you're going to try to build up Dabakato strong, but he shouldn't be Dabakato strong. It's not shouldn't be. He is. But in wrestling, he shouldn't be. I don't in care. What do you mean in wrestling? He's a hun- he's real life. He's 100%. That's he hit the me, angle slam the re- on Dabakato. That- huh? He hit that angle slam on Dabakato. He is that that strong. What do yeah, you mean? I'm not a, I, I'm not a fan of it. I think that Dabakato should just be that all-star. Well, I think Rey Mysterio shouldn't be able to do anything. I mean, I've said that before. That's dumb. Uh, but uh, Dabakato, uh, Apollo Crews had a frog splash to follow that up, the angle slam, and he kicked out of that, and they took it to the outside more than once here. And Dabakato, after that, took it back to the outside and slammed Apollo Crews on the ring steps. Crews looked like he wasn't going to make it back in before the 10 count, but he did. And that led me to think that Apollo Crews was going to end up getting the victory there, but Kato hit that huge sit-out powerbomb and picked up the victory. So, yeah. Big move. Earlier on, we saw Josh uh, Briggs next- and Fallon Henley where they broke into Kiana James's office, and we found out that Kiana James had a, a contract for a qualifier match. And they found her planner. It had a list of everything set up from the past few weeks. They found the card from the flowers from somebody named Sebastian. And Kiana James tried to call Fallon Henley before the match a bunch of times. Obviously no answer. She's over there snooping in her office. Also, to tie it into the next match, we saw JC Jane speak on Gigi Dolan earlier. And she blamed the loss last week on Gigi dislocating her shoulder within the first few minutes of their match because that's who Gigi is. Mm -hmm. And then Gigi Dolan went on to defeat Kiana James to advance to that stand and deliver ladder match. I don't know if JC's actually injured or what, but I was under the impression that we were going to get some sort of like big blow off match between the two of them at stand and deliver. Especially because they, last week, last week to me wasn't what it should have been for a blood feud should. the way that it was. Hmm. It, it just that it, it, I just, I don't get it. 
Meh. Had they given us that match, I would have been completely fine with this outcome, but... Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I just... Yeah, I don't get it. But Isla Dawn mm-hmm. and Alba Fire jumped Kiana James afterwards, and Brooks ended up chasing them off into the ring to, to get away from her, but Fallon Henley and Josh Briggs showed up later on while Brooks was trying to console Kiana James, and... There wasn't any resolution to who Sebastian might be there, but that's why I think the next tag team champions are going to be Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. It's because Kiana and Fallon aren't going to be able to get along. They're not going to be able to quote-unquote coexist, as the wrestling world may say. I could see that happening. I could see them uh, having little uh, issues over there. And that's why when everyone was like, oh, how dare they put... Alba Fire in a tag team with Isla Dawn. It's like, I'm happy with this because then no pun intended, because I'm sure there's some sort of fire reference there. It breathes new fire into this. Mm-hmm. It gives Alba oh, Fire yeah. more and she, there's more like longevity now. Instead of her going up to the main roster, or whatever, she can now become a ch- uh, tag team champion there and, and, and do more stuff there. Yeah, that's true. The contract signing for San and Deliver. Earlier in the night, uh, Tony D'Angelo offered to take Carmelo Hayes out, and Braun turned him down, which he said he appreciated the offer. I don't understand why he would have appreciated the offer, because it's like a, a heel thing to do, in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tony D'Angelo basically kind of hinted at becoming tag team champions with stacks after Braun turned him down. So I think that'd be pretty interesting. But the the contract signing itself, pretty deadly, came out to watch over it. And Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, obviously Trick Williams were in the ring as was in the ring as well. They were all pretty civil here. And then Braun, like he hyped Carmelo Hayes up a lot. And mm-hmm. pretty deadly at one point they were like, Well, we want drama. Braun was about to leave the ring. He's there we want drama. So him and Carmelo Hayes, they took each other's... Well, they didn't take each other's shirts off. They took off their own shirts. <laughs> and then they uh, they put Pretty Deadly through that table. So I thought that was pretty funny. And then it ended with Trick just laughing while uh, Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes just had that face-to-face. So I mm-hmm. thought that was a really good way to end NXT. Yeah, I agree with you. But uh, that is NXT moving over to SmackDown. Cody Rhodes opened the show and said that he respects Roman Reigns. And he said that he didn't want to talk about someone he wanted to talk to them. Big Swerve. He called out Kevin Owens and then he called out Sami Zayn. And he spoke to both of them and Sami told Kevin Owens to do whatever Kevin Owens needs to do in order to get over whatever. And work with him so they could work together. And Kevin Owens wasn't having it. Cody brought the fans into it and said, everybody wants to see it. Everybody wants to see them back on the same page. And Kevin Owens ended up leaving right before he left the actual building. Sammy caught up to him and basically just told him that he loved him. Kevin Owens still left, but no way in heck did I think that was going to be the end of Kevin Owens on SmackDown because we were going to have Sami Zayn and Jay Uso in a face-to-face. 
After that, the first match saw Dominic and Rhea Ripley pick up the victory over Santos Escobar and Zelina Vega. I uh, wasn't expecting a mixed tag match, but it was cool to see this. I liked Rhea Ripley hitting that Tower of Doom spot with Dominic and Santos, and I liked uh, Zelina hitting the Hurricane Rana on Dominic. But that was her downfall, because right after that, she got hit with the Riptide and lost. And then Dominic spoke about Rey Mysterio again. Ray was shown walking backstage, and after the commercial break, went to the ring. I would have preferred for this to have been a, a spot with Charlotte Flair interrupting after that match, because the build, I think, has been very weak. We we had Ray say that every time Dom was in trouble as a kid, despite what Dominic says about being a bad father or whatever, it was the Mysterio name that got him out of trouble. And he said that he was hoping that maybe Dominic would stand with him on the stage at the the Hall of Fame, but then questioned whether or not it's too late, and then he ran Dominic down and said fighting him would be the biggest disgrace as a father. So, Ray's done over there. Charlotte, on that topic, later on, she spoke about how many years ago uh, how years ago it was it was uh, built on Rhodes as a challenger and Flair as champion. And it's the same thing going into WrestleMania this year. I thought it was pretty goofy to say that because Cody's not challenging Charlotte. I get the reference, but I it just doesn't really make sense in that context. But she went on to talk about Rhea Ripley and said the the, the same thing that we've been hearing. Rhea Ripley came out, said everyone fears her except for Charlotte, and that pisses her off. And she needs the championship in order to become that star. And Rhea Ripley took a cheap shot at Charlotte when Dominic was mouthing off to her, and Charlotte attacked Rhea Ripley. Turned into a pull-apart brawl. They were attacking security. Still doesn't sell WrestleMania for me. After that, uh, or before that segment, we saw Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez pick up the victory over Emma and Tegan Knox to advance to a fatal four-way showcase match at WrestleMania. Uh, they're just one of the teams. There's going to be a men's fatal four-way match as well. As soon as the, the as soon as I saw who was teaming against Liv Morgan and Raquel, I knew who was winning. And it would be very nice if we got Tegan Knox and. Emma used better on the rosters. Because I'm a big fan of both of them, and I feel like it's just a shame that they're not being used to how I would like to see them being used. Match after that saw Xavier Woods pick up the victory over LA Knight. Uh, This stemmed from a backstage segment where Xavier Woods and Madcap were playing WWE 2K23. And LA Knight showed up and made fun of them. And it got turned into a match. Kofi Kingston's unfortunately out. Uh, he had he had uh, ankle surgery, so he's going to be missing WrestleMania. So that's unfortunate. But I have to say, I was very surprised at this outcome. Not much took place in the match, but I was kind of expecting LA Knight to win. And afterwards, LA Knight was walking backstage. He ran into Rey Mysterio, who was signing autographs. And he said that if you're not going to fight your son, maybe I will. And Ray got up and slapped him. And that was the end of that. 
Main event saw Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre, where the winner would go on to face Gunter at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship. How, however, it ended in a no contest. Uh, first, the match itself, pretty good. Imperium was out there, and Wade Barrett got Gunter on commentary, but he wasn't having it. He kept speaking about a singles match at WrestleMania, though. That was like, I, I'm, I don't want a singles match, I want that triple threat. Gunter eventually gets into the ring to, to get the referee to stop counting. Because there has to be a winner, and then both Sheamus and Drew McIntyre got up and turned towards Gunter. And then Imperium jumped them from behind. And Adam Pearce showed up on the screen and he announced that triple threat. So that match, uh, I'm very, very pumped and I'm excited to see that match. And hopefully Sheamus walks out as champion uh, to solidify that that last title that he needs, the Intercontinental Championship. So that was, I'm looking forward to that. To close SmackDown, we had Sami Zayn and Jey Uso come face-to-face. And Jey said that's... From day one, he didn't like or trust Sami Zayn, and then the family started to like Sami, and Sami betrayed and embarrassed Jay. And Sami was like, you choose to take Roman's abuse. I'm not, I love the family, but I'm not going to take that. You choose to stay in that. And Jay ends up decking Sami, and they fight. Jimmy joined in, and they take out Sami Zayn, and then Kevin Owens' music hits. And he showed up from behind and he took the Usos out. Sami Zayn come face to face across the ring from each other and hugged it out. Kevin Owens specifically went and hugged Sami. And the fans lost their minds. They went bananas. And they cut to the back. Cody's just standing there with a little smile on his face. Maybe a tear in his eye. Planting seeds, I I could only assume, for a six-man tag match at Backlash. With Cody Rhodes as champion, with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as tag team champions, facing Roman Reigns and the Usos. Or maybe the Usos and Solo Sokoa. A fantastic end of SmackDown. So, going to take a quick little break right now, and I'll be right back with Chris here on Marking Out. Hey guys, Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you're listening to Marking Out. It's morphin' time. Back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. It is Chris and Brandon here with you to talk about uh, all elite wrestling. Brandon, hey. Howdy, hey. There we go, perfect. The gimmicks. How was your week? We are, uh, it's been, you know what, like you'd think that I'd be between two sports seasons in the high school realm, but... Uh, my week has been very busy as I prep for lacrosse season and basketball season. Um, we did last Saturday. Uh, I, I had a bar mitzvah during the day. First one I went to since I was 13 years old, which was uh, a lot of fun. Um, I got Going to, see... to a bar mitzvah as an adult, I have to say, is definitely weird. Um, I mean, well, it's a lot different from, you know, there was no candle lighting I, ceremony. Because, like, you're, you're so used to, because, I mean, I don't know, how many bar mitzvahs did you go to as a kid? A lot? or No, like three. Dave's, our friend Dan's, my friend Ben's, that was it. I went to a lot as a kid, so I experienced it from, like, the kid's side. And then when my cousin was bar mitzvahed in 2013, I think it was, it was weird because... Everyone that I 
grew up going to bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs with, we were all adults at that point now. So it was like a completely different experience. And then, I mean, even I'm sure the way kids were at the party were different. Nope. I think it was the same. As it was when we were young, they were dancing around like really? moron- it, Yep, they're dancing around. Oh well, like, yeah, like dancing juices. around like morons. Yeah, but Pe- Pepsi Coke, you know, playing those games. Oh, my my cousin's bar mitzvah was in a warehouse. <laughs> in like in like, like, a, like Brooklyn, it, it seemed like a rave. No, it was. Uh, I don't even. It was on Long Island, I think. Okay, nice, definitely. But uh, even though Brooklyn is Long Island, yeah. Um, but but it I felt it, it to me. It felt more like a rave than. A bar mitzvah. Well, this one was done in the temple that the service was done in. So the service was like an hour and a half. Oh. Then they made you like go out. There was like, you know, holla and water and stuff like that. And then they turned it around and made it into like the, the whole party room, which was great. Bartender didn't know how to pour a drink. I'm like, hey, can, can I have a, a gin and soda? She literally gives me like a spit of gin. I was just like, whatever, it's fine. Um, but, you know, the kids had a good time. Yeah, the food was the food was the food was good. Um, so then we went from New Jersey back to Nassau, went to Nassau Coliseum to a Long Island Riptides game. As my son in the fifth grade band played the national anthem for the Riptides game. Oh, that's yeah, really cool. It was very very cool, especially the the history and like I have so many memories in Nassau Coliseum. <laughs> you know, concerts, seeing Brian Myers and Matt Cardona win the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Um, you know, seeing Metallica, seeing all these things there, and to watch my son perform the national anthem there, it's just, it was very special. It, you know, I, I, I teared up a little bit with a tear in my eye. Prior um, to that, what do you think was the last event you went to at the Coliseum? Um, I think it was Metallica in 2017, where, um, yeah, I think that was the last thing, or maybe it was at Disney on Ice. I'm not too sure, um, but you know it was cool. Uh, indoor lacrosse is—I mean, it's lax season, so I got to get ready for all of it. But it's—it's it's just very fast-paced. They're bumping music the entire time. Um, I think the one thing I marked out for hard is when they started introducing the Riptide. All of a sudden, you hear the Undertaker gongs. <laughs> I was like, and then Rachel looks at me and she's like, "Whose music is this?" I'm like, "I want a divorce." No, I didn't say that because, but. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was cool. Um, you know, it's just very. F- I think the last Coliseum event that I went to was Evolution. Oh really? Yeah, in 2018. Yeah, I was 2017 Metallica. Um, but yeah, so that was that. And then Sunday we had the basketball championships, which was uh, which was a lot of fun. It was very stressful uh, trying to work four different cameras that uh, at the same time. And anybody that works in production and directs games and directs things in general knows you have to have your eyes on four different things and only have two eyeballs. Um, so that's that. And then just this week, getting ready for lacrosse. We have a college lacrosse game tomorrow. And then Monday, just I have no life. So hopefully I'll get time to watch uh, AEW. And we are recording on St. Patrick's Day. So we have all this prep to do today. And I'll- Did you celebrate 316? Um, no, I didn't because I was just busy yesterday. My son had oral surgery. He had to get two teeth removed. Um, then I had to take my daughter to tumble and then I had to come home and continue doing work. And by the time I sat on my couch, I was like, I don't even want to have a, a, a Steve Weiser right now. No swig for the working man. No, I'll have a, you know, what? The, the green turtle by me is doing Guinnesses. Like they started $2 and then every hour they go up. So I want to try to get this podcast done soon so I can get there for the $2 <laughs> Guinnesses like a true alcoholic. <laughs> 
But it probably won't happen because I'll get a phone call about production stuff for tomorrow. But, you know, we I spoke about going to a bar mitzvah. We're going to talk about another bar mitzvah, re-bar mitzvah, uh, in a little bit. But let's go back to before I went to this bar mitzvah, the day before, March 10th, AEW Rampage. Um, it, it, I want to talk about, like, the big thing to note before we start running over all the action. Happened in the middle of the show is Mark Briscoe coming out, cutting a, a promo, saying he spoke to Tony Khan. And on March 31st, Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor, there's going to be a Reach for the Sky ladder match for the tag team titles. First team introduced is going to be the Lucha Brothers. His hombres. His amigos, you could say. So, I like it. Cool concept. Um, who else you kind of see you think uh, is going to enter this tag team match there, Brandon? I mean, the Kingdom have to be in it. I don't yep. know who else. Um, Trustbusters, maybe? They have been a focal point of Ring of Honor programming, which uh, I really haven't seen a lot of it, but I've been seeing the gifts, and apparently it's getting rave reviews. So, um, the Trust Busters are who? Uh, the Trust Busters. Well, the stable is consisting of Jeeves K, um, Slim J, and Arya Davari. But Arya Davari has been doing stuff with the Varsity Athletes, so there's a big. <laughs> I thought, yeah, right, exactly. I thought they broke up. So maybe we'll see Tony Nese and uh, Josh Woods in. Um, in this tag team ladder match. Who knows? All right, quick hits here for match-wise. You have uh, Sammy Guevara over Action Andretti. Uh, this you know blood feud has been uh, leaking over the past couple weeks, and with the help of Daniel Garcia, Sammy Guevara gets the win. That and it seemed like an obvious victory here. It, it, what, when the I match was it announced, seemed like that. Right. Yep. But Daniel so, Garcia got involved here. Yes, he did. I said that. And and I didn't like the fact that they used the same spot that, that MJF and Brian Danielson used. I think you're just thinking a little bit into it. But let's continue on here. Quick hits, as I said. The acclaimed pick up a victory over Jack Cartwheel and Starboy Charlie, who just got eviscerated the entire time on commentary by Jericho and everybody for their names. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, the go main, like... well, I was going to say the main thing here was that Matt Menard and Angelo Parker again trying to get the acclaim to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yep. Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, go see watch Brian Cage versus Jack Hartwheel from AEW Dark. It was outstanding. Um, Tenosuke Takeska pits up a victory over Preston Vance. When did he start doing this? I ripped the masks and hold around my neck gimmick. Preston Vance. Uh, that was well. He he did that as soon as he. Took off the mask. Really? I think. No. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because I know I know they made a very big mention to it while he was making his entrance. So, uh, I, well, I, I don't think this was like a big enough match for Vance to have kicked out of the Blue Thunder Bomb, though. Well, they want to keep him strong, which I get. You know, home homegrown talent. But again, this this furthers Don Callis courting Takeshita. I'm about it. I'm about it, and I think it'll blow up. Maybe we'll get a Kenny Omega Takeshka match going forward something that we could be confused about perhaps swerve had a promo just basically telling us that the mogul affiliates are on the shelf now why are we talking about this who cares no one cares like sorry yes well the mogul affiliates i think was just a bust um from from the jump when you have a guy come in that doesn't even get a name um, and then you have Parker Boudreaux, who looks like a hot bag of milk every single time he enters the ring. 
they're ter- they're not good heaters for for Swerve. I think Swerve on his own is outstanding. You don't need two numbskulls. You don't need Bulk and Skull uh, helping him into the ring. Continue on with your main event. Riho gets a huge victory. Uh, huge victory over Nyla Rose because Marina Shafir gets involved. Um, and then afterwards, you have the Outcast come out and spray paint Riho. Before that, though. Before that, Before did that, you notice the end of that match was the exact same ending as Takeshita and Preston Vance? Nope. Was Jose that, uh, got again, involved. Again, your, your, your tunnel vision thinks here. No, Jose got involved, and then they both won with a pin. With that, the pin out of nowhere. It's the exact same thing. Well, it's like you kind of... And, and in regards... In regards to the outcasts, I would love to know who came up with that name. Because when I think of the outcasts, I think of social outcasts. Of course you do. Which is Heath Slater, Adam Rose, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel. They were the social outcasts. And the way that they formed is pretty similar to how the outcasts formed. So I wonder if there was any sort of correlation when they came up with that name. It was them claiming to be misused and looked down on. And that's pretty much the same as Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho. And they didn't go out and attack Nyla Rose or Marina Shafir. No, they didn't. So I find that to be weird because they were they're attacking the AEW originals, basically. Nyla Rose is right there. You, you want to mess with Nyla Rose? There's three versus one. Nyla Rose is just lost to Riho. I know, but whatever. I say quick hits here and you're like, it's like Garth in Wayne's World 2. Do you find that weird? Look at this. Don't you think that's weird? Anyway, let's talk about, let's talk about Rampage. I thought, I mentioned it at the end of last week's Rampage. I felt, I thought it fell very flat, especially coming off of Big Revolution. And I think they, this week they kind of uh, made it a little better. From the Canada Life Center in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, you start to show off with MJF's Re-Bar Mitzvah. Um, I was expecting him to read a Haftorah. Well, did you see they did like some backstage fo- uh, pictures of like... With Tefillin, Yes, that yeah. stuff. He comes out, he's got his hair down, he's got the yarmulke on. He's no longer a man. He's an Iron Man. And he's ready to celebrate his Re-Bar Mitzvah. They do the... They do the... Chair gimmick. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was his actual birthday. Yeah, it was a shoot birthday. Um, it I, makes even less sense that he was barbits. <laughs> I liked the fact on Twitter that Allie Catch like posted a picture of her and MJF. And she's like, happy birthday to the guy who, when they took, a, I guess they were in Harry Potter world or something like that. Because it looked like that ride. It's like when we took a, uh, when I was deathly afraid of spiders, when we got the ride he, and he saw the picture, he said, how much? Um, which I thought was very hilarious. But anyway, MJF has rebar mitzvah. He's cut it off by Jack Perry. Then he's cut off by Sammy Guevara. Then he's cut off by Darby Allen. And you know the first thought I the first thing I thought of was that damn shirt. With them all being the pillars. So they're now kind of circling back right now to Um that pillars and how these guys are the alleged four pillars of AEW. Um Britt Baker on Twitter tweeting about Good. It. She should. She's one of the pillars. I think out of all, all four of them, if somebody needs to be cut off, unfortunately, it has to be Jack Perry. Jack Perry did have some very poignant points saying that, like, hey, you know, for the past, like, two years, 
We've had to work AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation. Have you had to do that? No. You know, there was a lot. In one sentence, he makes Rampage far lower than I think AEW tries to make Rampage to be. Um, well, we, I said I wanted to do quick hits. I didn't, we didn't even pay any attention to Rampage. That's, that's what, unfortunately, it's come to. And unfortunately, because of scheduling conflicts. That's the same thing, though. It's like AEW Rampage, it seems like it started off really, really hot. Yes, it did. But then it quickly got to be one of those things that it's like, well, obviously this person's winning, this person's winning, this person's winning, this person's winning. Yes. Well, you know, maybe now apparently there's alleged rumors that they're getting a third hour of television on Saturdays at 6.05. So maybe they'll take that time to make it what ramp, make that what Rampage is. But also, too, unfortunately, Rampage is a victim of circumstance as well because the NCAA tournament. Like this week, what Rampage is out at 11.30 at night. Who's going to watch that? No. And then, you know, Brian Alvarez is going to post about the ratings. Like, yep, this show's dead and over. Blah, 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 blah. I could care less. Well, I mean, I think on. I think Alvarez is pretty pro AEW. I don't give. I don't care. Again, I say all these alleged news reporters leaking information. I don't want to go into it because it's, it's getting me very frustrated. The promo. Talk about the, the promo. promo they all wanted wrestling. championship match. They all spoke about how they had to grind to get to AEW, and MJF absolutely had everything handed to him. And then they brawled. MJF ended up in his cake. Brandon was upset Very that cake sad. got ruined. Let me ask you a question, though. <laughs> Do you think that Sammy Guevara's promo was really, really confusing? Because he comes out and cuts this, like, very babyface promo. I've tried to work for everything in my life. I had to work at Whataburger, blah, 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 blah. These fans are stupid. You're going to get a recircumcision. First of all, a recircumcision is not a thing. Like, whoever would put themselves through that torment, like... God, it's like, Sammy, read a book. Christ. But second of all, like, he's a he's a heel. He We just spoke about his match against Action, action Andretti. He he had a heel match. Why is he going to come out, cut a babyface combo, then go heel, and then go babyface again? It doesn't make sense. God. Mm, well, I think it was just to show that, like, well, I also had to do this. Okay, good, but he could do it in more of a heel fashion. Um, I And, like, the personal pod shots, I thought MJF smoked him. Like, he's like, yeah, well, uh, your, your fiancé left you. Yeah, well, I'm not going to propose to another girl every seven months. Like, <laughs> MJF, like, bravo. But I think the person out of this entire thing that shined the most was Darby Allen. I think his inflection, I thought his passion that he gave in this promo was outstanding. I know every uh, we, we speak about it a lot, the, the standard Darby Allen match, but to, to see this side of Darby Allen, and for A, for him... To, evis- like, verbally eviscerate people about how they want out of their contracts and how they just go on Twitter asking out of their contracts, um, I you thought was good. Was and then making uh, what was that about CM Punk? Who was that about? I. It's about everybody. Come on, you know how many times over the past couple of years someone's like, "I've asked for my release," but anyway, I think maybe the next big match MJF has should be they should have a four pillars, four corners match. Don't give like Darby Allen a shot and then MJF a shot or then Jungle Boy. And then Sammy Guevara shot. He's the Iron Man now. He's like, listen. What's the next uh, pay-per-view is coming double up? Other, in... Double or nothing in May. So there's your, I mean, there's your main event. Mm, it doesn't, no, in my opinion, it doesn't sell. I hope the undercards that. I, I mean, I don't think it sells either, but that's if you want a main event or a match with the championship. Maybe it goes on first. Maybe they have a, a big blood and guts to close the show then. 
Uh, you could so, certainly have the four pillars open up as a AEW champion. But to, but AEW, especially on their big events, always likes to have the AEW championship as the headliner. Yeah, but it could be one of those things where it's like MJF is like, I, I don't, I already am the headliner. I want to get the hell out of whatever city we're in, Las Vegas. Yeah. I have strippers to see or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going on first. So, anyway, after this trio's I don't think action, it necessarily needs no. to be the main event. Main event. Uh, it's it's their most prized possession. It, it, as MJF again, says, it it's the most prized possession in professional where, wrestling. Yeah, but it, it would make sense where where MJF is like, I don't care about going on last. I'm right now just trying to get out of this dump, Las Vegas. Yeah, well, look what happened last year at Double or Nothing. He went on first, and then we didn't see him for eight months. All right, yeah, let's so continue. He doesn't need to go on last. Well, yeah. We're going to argue about this all day long. Anyway, Trio's action. Blackpool Combat Club picks up a victory over Hangman Page and the Dark Order. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. After this match, however, it has announced that Stu Grayson is all lead again. So I'm about that. I love the Super Smash Brothers. I've loved them since Chikara. So to see them back, and we spoke. I spoke about it last week with FTR. This is another great tag team that you can work with in your already, you know, very flourished tag team division. Um, kind of Never expected. did I assume that we would see Dark Order versus Blackpool Combat Club a thousand times when we saw it at the beginning of the month. But you t- are seeing it again. Now it's the middle of the month. so Even including the stuff prior to the beginning of the month with Adam Page and John Moxley. Yeah. So, so, but uh, you brought him up. Stu Grayson was the one that shined the most here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as it, I, th- I think he's great. I think he's phenomenal. So. Blackpool Combat Club cheated to win. Uh, they're heels now. That was the funny thing. Dave goes to me. He says, he's like, why are the Blackpool Combat Club beating those guys up? I'm like, Dave, they're healed. He's like, when did that happen? I'm like, last week. He's like, oh. So. And they continued to beat down Dark Order, and Johnny and Alex ran down, but Blackpool Combat Club left, which I think makes them look weak. No, they're heels. They just beat they Johnny do- and Alex. So they're heels. They can powder out. They don't have to. I don't think it look, makes him look... After that, Juice Robinson had a promo. Ricky Starks responded later on. He's like, if you want to bring Bullet Club, fine. Jay White's coming. What do, you, do you want to see any of the Bullet Club? I mean, we've already seen Jay White, and now that the fact that they've announced Forbidden Door... Uh... Well, is Jay White out of the group, though? So it's Oh, not yeah. Even... I mean, you're Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club for life, right? You know, too sweet, me good brother. You know? I don't know how that'll work. Because he's, I mean, he's banned from New Japan. He's not so. banned from AEW. And AEW is the one. Yeah, well, it's, I know it's a joint it's, event. It's AEW but, New Japan. I know, but AEW is the top deal. Whatever. We're gonna, I'm not arguing about this anymore. Let's talk about Jade Cargill and her Canadian Open Challenge as she defeated Nicole Matthews. I mean, don't get me wrong. Nicole Matthews, outstanding talent. She has been on the indie scene for a very long time, so it's good to see her get the rub here in Canada. I think it was a shame that it was as fast as it was and Matthews wasn't like treated as as what we know. Yeah, her but as. I think but but yes. I agree with you on that. It's but, a shame she hasn't been on TV for years at this point, but But I the bigger But we all saw the outcome. Yes. So the bigger story after this was Jay gets on the microphone saying, Is that all you got to offer Canada? And as he's you know, beating up Renee. I yeah, I saw that, which was scary. Um and I uh, it, you don't you don't beat up Renee Paquette. She'll get, <laughs> Moxley will come after her and hit her with the uh, whatever the Doom Rider or whatever he calls Jade, it. Jade, uh, I want the TBS championship. 
Yeah, they'll just take it and throw it in the garbage, a la Medusa. But anyway, afterwards, that wasn't the best that Canada had to offer, as Taya Valkyrie is now all elite, and she made her debut and stared down with Jade. And then Layla Gray tries to avenge Jade and hit her, and Jade and then Taya counters with what they call the Jaded, which is what we know as Road prof- smart professor Road to Valhalla. Taya's all elite. Love it. I think this is commentary, a- man. Commentary playing it up as if Ty has stole Jade's move, and it's like, mm, hate to tell you this, but, but again, what did I just say? <laughs> because we know, because we're smart wrestling fans, we know that as the road to Valhalla, there is. I, I feel like they should have said, like, oh, Taya Valkyrie's been using that for years. Maybe so she's like, she's gonna have her in ring. Her look like, she, but instead of making her look like, because she's supposed to come in as like this like huge pop, which. I feel like didn't really happen, but she's supposed to come out as this big pop and like be like super over. And then commentary immediately goes, Oh, she stole her move because maybe commentary isn't familiar with her as well. Again, the point that I made before that I got cut off on is we are smart wrestling fans. We know Taya Valkyrie has been using this move for a very long time. Um, People, AEW people that just watch AEW that don't know her from Mexico and don't know her from Impact. By the way, she just lost the Impact uh, Knockouts Tag Team titles last night. Which is very funny that we discussed that last week and like the day of PW whatever was like, oh, uh, Taya Valkyrie done with Impact. I was like, well, hot damn. Yeah, I know. Um, So like we know her. Also, Sarah Stock we discussed. She's now a a producer for them, I think. Yes. Or a trainer. Trainer and producer. Good on them. That's she's going to be great for their division. I, and uh, and I think a talent like Taya Valkyrie, even though Dave is not familiar with her, and yeah, Dave, you know, it's it's the Chris Statlander thing again. You know, he's like, ah, oh, he only knows her as Frankie Monet. Yeah, but and what she had one match in NXT. Uh, no, yeah, and I, go watch her work in AAA. Go watch her work in Impact. Uh, she had a great match last year against Drexel at Roseland. It there was thumbtacks. I mean, there was staple guns. Like it was. She's. And I said it to Dave, too. She's the complete package, and he needs to start paying attention to more, her more because he'll become a big fan. He'll start coming out with a— It was really funny that uh, John Morrison tweeted, congratulations, AEW. <laughs> no, good. Congratulations to them. They have a great solid core of the Britt Bakers and the Thunder Roses when she comes back. you know. But there's nothing for that secondary title. There hasn't been anything for that TBS championship since Jade won it. And this is a good foe. To Jade, you can even have like whoever wins the match gets to use the Jaded slash Road to Valhalla. You can you can have some cool things and cool components coming here. Plus, they're her and Jade are both very larger than life characters, which I think is something that will be beneficial for Taya going in AEW. All about it, all the you, way. I hope Presley makes his debut. Title? Do you think she's I mean, taking the title from Jade? That would be I, I as as my, and I said it last week. I would love for Chris Statlander to take the title, but I think right now, and especially you have to strike while the iron's heart. And we and I, I I say this every single week. We don't talk about Jade Cargo matches anymore because the same rinse and repeat BS. Like yeah. you can get some more. Like you know because no offense to Jade, you know she's three years into her professional wrestling career, and every match she's had has been on television. Has she grown leaps and bounds? Yes, absolutely. But now, you can put the title on a Taya Valkyrie and have, like, a Taya Valkyrie Thunder Rosa match with Slap. 
uh, a Britt Baker Taya Valkyrie match would be incredible. Um, Jamie Hayter versus Taya Valkyrie. These matches are great that could really level up your female division as more than they have been doing recently and more than the other additions they've been bringing into their female division. Uh, so let's talk about one great to one terrible. QT, Wait, QT, one terrible. One great thing to one terrible. QTV. Woof. QT. Oh, that's. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. I thought you were going to go from one great as in QTV to the next terrible as in Cassidy. Bruh. No, you can't. QTV, man. I, it was TMZ style. Yeah. It was bad. Wrestlers on Twitter, I saw putting it over. I mean, some people like it. I, I object. Me, subjectively, I didn't like it. You know what? Like, it, yes, it told the story of. What happened to Wardlow's stuff? It was all. It yeah, was all. Aaron pro- Solo broke into yeah. Wardlow's van or whatever, and Harley, whatever her name is, what is her yeah, name? I, I can't think I, of her name. Cameron. No clue. She was the, uh, I guess, filming Aaron Solo do it. I thought it was goofy. They used WWE in this. It makes no sense. Why they? How they used WWE in it? They used ruthless aggression. And they used Batista for whatever reason. It makes no sense. Um, there's a lot of uh, people make a lot of similarities to Dave Batista and Wardlow. So that's why they made that reference. Well, pay attention to the product, pal. Um, pay attention to the product. It's not there. They, they have no right on television to do so. Why? Like they, they, oh, we're not allowed to mention a, a celebrity. One of the big, highest. Yeah, but it's growth. not a celebrity. They're, they just, Dave Batista's they not a celebrity. Dave Batista's not a celebrity. They literally mentioned a WWE thing and followed it up with another WWE thing. Okay. If AEW would just stop mentioning WWE, it would be fantastic. All right, so text. I want you to tweet Tony Khan right now. Yeah, uh, let me tell- let me text or tweet Tony. Tony's yeah. not going to respond. He doesn't care. You never it's know. He does care. He- it's not three a.m. He's not on a, like a a tweeting storm yet. Hey, listen. He might listen to you, Brandon. He might bring in, make you, you know, head of uh, head of creative. How, it took them what? How many months was it? Six months? Nine months ago? For them to get rid of that stupid championship. NXT's not name? good, Brandon. Let's let's That's get wrong. okay. You don't watch NXT. I do. I watch NXT this every is, this single is week. You talking about Dave talking about Chris Statlander and Ty Valkyrie? No, this isn't Did, me talking about Chris Statlander. No, I watch NXT every single week. I see more promos than I see good wrestling. Wing. You know, a standout on NXT is Sol Ruka. Outstanding. I think she has star power written all over her. But let's continue on with the professional wrestling here. Um. Orange Gasly successfully defends the AEW Now International Championship against Jeff Jarrett. Am I bummed that I didn't see Jeff Jarrett win the title? Yes, I am. Was the match awesome? I thought it was great. Story Jeff here. Jarrett mocking Orange Cassidy by doing those kicks I thought was hilarious. Yeah, I thought Jeff Jarrett was... I thought he was great. Um, I think it's a great thing for AEW to have Jeff Jarrett and him working in a highlight match like this. Um, Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh got involved and the referee gets bumped. Sanjay slides Double J as guitar and Aubrey, she did this once before, only for Double J, came out and took the guitar and stopped it. And Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt got banned from ringside and then Jay Lethal was there to clock Orange Cassie with that Golden Globe, but Trent took Lethal out and that was basically that, but I, I was disappointed with the outcome. Yeah, I want... And, how are they not changing the championship? They, they, the title probably... All Atlantic. What about the new one? I it, was... it, it, 
was it new? I don't know. There they was, didn't show no, it off. The one that Orange Cassidy had was the All Atlantic Championship. But if you saw, right. there was one of those pedestals with the International Championship on it. Didn't he? Didn't he put that there? No, that was there when he walked down. And then he took the second title and put it in his bag, so he had both titles. Oh, I didn't yep. miss that then. Yep. Too busy worrying I just, about. I wish Aubrey. that the I wish the uh, lineage, I guess, changed. What do you mean that? What do you mean lineage? Like I wish that well, because now Orange Cassidy's reign is continuing. Yes. Because it's the same title, even though the name is different. Yeah. So. So I feel like when you go years from now, look up the history of the AEW Atlantic champion and the previous champions, it'll get confusing because... Why? It'll say Pac, Orange Cassidy, and then you go to the international well, yeah, championship, it'll say Orange Cassidy, Pac, and then... Pac wasn't a an international champion. He was an All-Atlantic champion. So it's like that. if... I just wish they would like split that. They probably will. So right now it just says I'm looking on the AEW website. It says the uh, international champion is Orange Cassidy. So and then does it the show a graphic or no? Um, it does. So right now, well, it says like um, so it has the lineage. So it says Pac Pop became the inaugural AEW All Atlantic Champion, and then it says Orange Cassidy won the All Atlantic Championship, and then it says Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy became the first AEW International Championship in Winnipeg. So, like, it shows the the history of the title, and then they make good Wait, little paragraphs Wait, so it says he here. became? Yes, the first AEW international champion in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. So... Defeating Jeff Jarrett in a singles match to become the inaugural champion. So then it is it is the reset of a reign, then. Yes, because it says Orange Cassidy's reign as all Atlantic champion was 154 days. Right now, he's at one-plus days, because they haven't updated it two days later. That's oh you're on Wikipedia or no I'm on the AEW website oh yeah so yeah that's good on them then I, I thought I thought because of commentary and everything I just thought it was going to be the same reign no nah. now it makes it better no nah. yeah it makes it a lot better and it's a secondary title now because the TNT title's moot main event time the House of Black defends their successfully defends their AEW World Trios Championship the Outcasts oh, who cares about it they they came out you know the, called the people Bellas, the Garcias are going to be signing do you think that no absolutely not and i think they have it co- seems like no. we could see the garcias be this the final two no i don't think so at all i think that's just they, the they inter- have, i think that's just the internet reaching they don't well, we they saw, said we saw willow we saw sky blue we saw riho yeah blood and guts match you think the Bell? You think the Garcia, the Bellas, Garcias, whatever you want to call them, are going to be in a blood and guts match? No. I mean, it's a possibility. No, I think it's just the internet reaching. I think it's the Bellas now want to be their own thing, and they don't want to be tied down to WWE brand. They've been very vocal about how they were not included in the Raw 30th anniversary, and which I think makes it's no time- sense because they they were literally sent elsewhere to do press for. Nikki's show. I know. Well, now they have a show going on Sirius Which is WWE produced. They, well, um, well, maybe now it's time to take a step back from that. But regardless, um, the, the Bells are now the Garcia twins. I don't think they're going back. I think they're going to go be parents. And they have a wine uh, a wine line. And they have their birdie bee clothing. And they have makeup and stuff like that. It's, for, it's time for the Bellas to be the Garcia twins and, and excel in other avenues that aren't professional wrestling. I think really ultimately it's 
because of the Sirius XM thing, but I myself yeah, so. would not mind seeing the Bella Twins and AEW doing that with blood and guts. I don't think so. I don't want to. They are trendsetters in professional wrestling. Don't get me wrong, but I think their time in professional wrestling has come to an end. It happens to everybody. They look at Dave Batista. You know, he's now known for being Drax more than he is for being the world heavyweight champion. But let's continue on with the wrestling. As I said, the House of Black successful first defense of their trio championship over the Elite and the Jericho Appreciation Society. This is a fun car crash of a match. Um, where get into the, why couldn't you get into it? Because the Elite it were just, in there. It felt like there was so much going on, but there was like nothing happening. I think, yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. I thought the end of the match fell a little flat, but there were those points in the match. There was, you know, Jericho liked... and Kenny Omega start, like, showing off, you know, their face-to-face square down when they got in. Um, go ahead. Is it the the Melter driver that they do with the, the tombstone? The tombstone into a, a 450 sit-down, whatever it's called. The springboard, yeah. So I liked when Jericho hit the code breaker during that. Yes. I think that was better than the Buddy Matthews knee that that happened the other week. Yeah, but that was awesome, too. So it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when the House of Black won, the crowd just kind of died. I know. And you know what? There was points of that match where I felt like the Jericho Appreciation Society or the Elite was going to win it. And I was about to just tell you that we're never recording again. Um, (laughs) But... I think that's what, I think that's why because it was a Canadian crowd. Both Jericho Jericho got like he's like now new the new king of Winnipeg or something like that. <laughs> and you have Kenny Omega who's from the two. I think the crowd would have popped more. But I like the fact that AEW kept the title, these titles on them because they didn't work to the crowd. Yes, they, they, like that's why I said when the House of Black won, you could have heard crickets in there. I thought when uh, because they were in Winnipeg, I thought Chris Jericho was going to be like a true heel and be like, "I'm from Manhasset, Long Island." Yeah, you said that on Twitter. But that didn't happen. I, I think uh, I think um, Taz might have mentioned it. He's not oh, really? even from Winnipeg. Well, I mean, he grew up here, but <laughs> yeah. But I, it's, it was a very weird cutaway during this match. They showed the Blackpool Combat Club fighting the Dark Order backstage. That ended up spilling to ringside afterwards. Yeah. Which Hager I, you know what, like the House of Black. Yeah, it was just it was just a, a shakedown at the end of uh... <laughs> and he got jumped, and then it led to Hangman being left in between the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite, which was a very very super rushed ending, and there was no time for that to breathe. I know. Well, and I think had that had time to breathe, it would have been a lot better. I I mean, so that I think was very unfortunate that they were out of time there. It unfortunate. It worked. Um. It's a kind of a long storytelling type thing because remember, maybe it was a month, two months ago, he said he has to go do some, you know, justify some things with some friends. And everyone thought he's going back with the league. He went with the Dark Order. Maybe now he sees like, listen, the Dark Order have had my back for time time and I appreciate all this stuff, but there's only so much the Dark Order can do. It's time for me to bring some real guns to really take down the Blackpool Combat Club. And we get, you know, the the final, the, the baby face, you know, the reuniting of the elite. So, cool. I'm about it. I, I also, liked it. In, in regards. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Nothing. I don't care. I was going to say in regards to uh, Jericho getting that title or whatever of the city. Yes. I think uh, Taylor Swift has a pretty cool title like that. 
Oh, great. And we talk about Taylor Swift well, when we mention her once. Well, yeah, because Taylor I thought Swift. Glendale, Arizona changed the city name to Swift City. What a bunch because of Because that's where the, the Eras Tour opens up this weekend. Oh, wow. So Did I you thought get that tickets? was cool because, yeah, I wish. I feel like it sucks because knowing that it opens this weekend and knowing that it's like in less than or about two months away, just over two months away at, at MetLife. Are you going like, to that MetLife show? really setting in that, no, there's, I just, Ticketmaster screwed me. Ticketmaster, apparently they screwed The Cure, too. The Cure, like, with The Cure? The Cure, uh, I think their tickets went on sale yesterday, and Ticketmaster charges were, like, through the roof again. Robert Smith came out and was just like, I'm sorry, we were assured by everybody and every party involved that all these tickets would be... You know, set to a good price so that way everybody at any sort of money bracket can see them. But unfortunately, Ticketmaster screwed us screwed us with their with their ridiculous charges. So I haven't um, heard any updates with that with uh, in regards to the Taylor Swift thing even. No, because she's gonna she, she's gonna say she's gonna play to a half half uh, full uh, MetLife Stadium. No, the the stadium is sold out. Sold out? Question. You know, quote unquote. The whole tour is sold out. Sold out because a bunch of hackers and scalpers are selling tickets for millions of dollars. Also, in regards to sold out, I think WWE 2K could have left in the sold out arena. It was clearly the one of the best arenas in 2K22. Oh, you, a bit oh, of a shame. Did you play it at all? Let's talk about this. Very rare. It wasn't. I didn't play rare? much. And what did you think Not of it? First rare, initial thoughts. My game crashed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they didn't do anything different from last year. <laughs> I played I heard last a few year of the it. matches in the uh, the showcase, and it's just garbage. <laughs> it's pure garbage. Yeah. So uh, apparently, that the John Cena is an action figure. You have to buy a ruthless ag- aggression figure at Walmart to get a code to download Cena. Yeah. Yeah, and my Walmart. So if ne- I make it to Walmart and they happen to have Mister America, then I'll do that. But. I went to my Walmart yesterday. They had AEW figs. They never have any wrestling figures there. They had a bunch of AEW figures. I was looking for the chases. No chases. Um, but, like, they're, like, way late series. Like, the series with, like, Hangman Page and, like, um, in street clothes and Cody and MJFs and the, from the Blood and Guts match. Um, but they didn't have – and then they had, like, ten Superstars Ultimate Warriors, and they had no WWE figures. So, Yeah. So that's it. So it's like, and that's what like sucks with that because it's like, what are you supposed to do? You're you're tied to your Walmart. I am tied to my Walmart. I mean, there's so it's uh, there's like, three different WalMarts within twenty minutes of me, but like, I'm not going to every effing Walmart. Come on, bro. But that's like, if you don't have WalMarts near you, you just have like one Walmart, and they don't have any wrestling figures, WWE figures, even specifically the ones that they listed. You go to uh, what are you supposed to do? collectibles. And it's annoying. No, it has to be from Walmart. Oh, yes. Well, sometimes they get these. Which, I mean, you can order from Walmart.com or something. Yeah, but, but I heard Walmart.com pre-orders are trash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Walmart's just trash. But it's annoying because it's like, oh, you just spent $120 on the game. What's next? Buy this John Cena action figure. Or any action figure that's yeah. related. Yeah, it has to be like the ruthless aggression Back in figure. the day, people don't even know. Back in the day. You would pre-order a video game. They'd he'd be like, "Here, here's an action figure. You pre-ordered. You're welcome. 
Thank you. You are welcome. Once, one year, it was even a double pack, I believe. Nice. Here's a DX two pack. Unless you had to buy that from Toys R Us separately, I don't remember. But I know I have a few uh, pre-order action figures. Specifically, I remember an Andre the Giant one in the bag. That was not needed because we had him in Series 1 and it was the same figure of classic superstars. But I I, I get off super. I'm off off topic. Beyond off topic. Yeah, completely off topic here. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the NCAA tournament, Brandon? The NCAA tournament, man. Disney is doing a bracket. Everyone's doing. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen everyone, the I haven't bracket. seen that yet, but everyone's doing a bracket. What's the bracket? Disney for did. It was Mickey's. Okay, I thought it was. It I thought was I saw. Like, I thought I saw a food bracket too. Uh, they did. Uh, yes, they did Disneyland snacks versus Disney World snacks, which clearly I think the winner for me is Dole Whip. I think it's to me it comes down to the Matterhorn. You know, Dole Whip's coming. Versus... Is coming. Is coming to stores, right? I did see that. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool, but I don't think it's going to be like, cause it's not going to, I don't feel like it'll, it'll be harder. I think. Yeah, it probably will be. It's not going to be the delicious saucer, but the Mickey, the Mickey, whatever the Mickey NCAA bracket. I think it could come down to steamboat Willie and sorcerer Mickey and sorcerer Mickey should win. Yeah. Where is this on? Is this on their Instagram? Disney posted it. No, I, it might be on their Instagram I'm, as well. But yeah, I'm not I know seeing Disney. it on their Instagram. Um, is it on the Twitter? Yeah. The did just straight Disney, Disney Twitter. Okay. I see. shall see. Disney Plus is it Disney? Um, I think it was just Disney's thing. What's Disney's thing? Like at Disney or something. I know. I'm looking at Disney right now. I see Disney 100. I see um, kind of where forever won Academy Award. So did Avatar for Best Visual Effects, and that's it. Poster for The Little Mermaid, which actually looks pretty good. Um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people trying to boycott it because they're a bunch of. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. Sorcerer. But I thought I responded. I don't know. I don't see it on my. All right. Whatever. Order. Regardless, maybe, maybe we'll... it was deleted. Maybe it was, but who cares? Whatever. Um, yeah, lacrosse season starts. What about the World Baseball Classic? You're a Mets fan. Thoughts it on makes that? no sense that they're doing that. But, what didn't one of the Mets sit out because of something like this? A bunch of a couple of people have sat out because they don't want to get injured. Um, I think Scherzer sat out, but then like Freddie Freeman, who plays for the Dodgers now, um, he got hurt and he was t- and the Dodgers took him out. And then Diaz, uh, you know. Torres Patel attended, uh, whatever, uh, celebrating. So, um, here, which that was a bizarre freak accident. Well, Mets fans, I know you're going to miss the trumpets this year at, uh, city field for Diaz. So here are some trumpets for you. In what world do you play trumpet? How how many years have you been waiting to do that? <laughs> I actually did that to my friends yesterday. Uh, when the the news broke, I sent him a video of me playing my bugle. Uh, I was a bugler. From, it's a bugle. Yeah, he was uh, playing the bugle for. Can but, you hit us? It's a different instrument, but can you hit us yeah. with the New Day rocks? <laughs> 
How's that? I'm gonna get back into bugling. How, I play. I play. I played. You, what? How many years were you not bugling? Um. Um. I'm gonna be 37. 24. 24 years. <laughs> like, but but you just picked it up when? Yesterday. Damn. So I played trumpet. Could have been a good. Could have been a good bit on. <laughs> I, I know. Could have been on. <laughs> Oh, let's see if I can play the market out theme. Let's see. No, I can't. I have to, I have to get back into it. Um, but I, I know I had to play. So my friends were like all upset about like Diaz, uh, uh, you know, being injured. So I was like, oh my god, I need to troll my friends real hard right now. So I ran up into my attic. I got my bugle out. I took a video of me playing taps. So, um, yeah. I wonder if uh, you know the Power Ranger, the 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 call that Tommy had, or no? You're too uh, off the Power Rangers. No, no, I know. Do, 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 do. I think that, but that's not bugle because I don't have like the key. I don't no, have, like, it's. I mean, slide. I don't know. It's a. It's a dragon dagger, brother. I can, no, I can even <laughs> get the high notes out. Come on, it's been a while. It's been a while. So yeah, I'm glad I uh, can uh, make everybody's day with some bugling. I hope you put that uh, in the uh, caption for the show, and we do some hashtag bugling or more like bugle. <laughs> Come on, or just tag bugles. The 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 corn chip. All right, that's it. That's time for my match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week this week uh, comes from Monday Night Raw. Bianca Belair versus Chelsea Green. Uh, it's good to see Chelsea Green back in the ring. I think she's very solid in, in her in-ring competitor as well as on the uh, as well as her character. I thought it was great. So go check it out. It was. Are you uh, here for Chella? What? Are you here for Chella? Was Chella Chelsea and Carmella? Um, I'm gonna I, watch. I refer to them as Chella. Well, that used to there was a figure toy company like last year that actually just went under. So maybe you have to call them. <laughs> no, but anyway, um, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hey, the hip. We should listen to Brandon shoutouts. The first shout-out goes to Miley Cyrus's Endless Summer Vacation Backyard Sessions. It's her return to Disney with this Disney Plus special where she performs songs from her new album and then, like, talks about them as well. And I thought it was cool. I thought it was a really good performance. I think she's always... I mean, how many times on this show have we put over Miley Cyrus as having a killer voice? Oh yeah, she's an incredible uh, talent, and I, I still feel like she's underappreciated for the voice that she does have. Yeah, but uh, she performed the climb here, which I thought was pretty cool. But and it's it's weird because I feel like some of the the songs on her new album kind of sound like Hannah Montana tracks, mm-hmm. and it's not not a bad thing or anything. I just think it's like a cool like throwback. I don't know if that's what she was going for, but it's on it Disney Plus, so yeah. Check it out. Check it. Jenna Ortega is getting the next shout out because she hosted Saturday Night Live for the first time on Saturday. And I thought, uh, past the monologue, I thought she did pretty good. I thought that it, it was, yeah, the monologue was, I feel like the monologue was a little bit her trying to break down the shell. Yeah. But 
I thought that during the actual uh, skits, it was good. I thought the the pre-recorded that the road trip one I thought was funny. The parent trap, man. She had the the Lindsay Lohan thing. I think down to a T. I thought that was really well done with Fred yeah. Armisen. And then I, I liked the the Waffle House sketch. I thought that was really funny too. Yeah, the Waffle House was definitely funny. Uh, and then the last shout out goes to Raleigh Crump, who unfortunately passed away this week at the age of ninety three. You might not know his name, but he was an Imagineer at Disney and uh, a Disney legend. But before becoming an Imagineer for them, he worked as an in between artist for uh, Disney. What's an What's an in between? They do like certain. Uh, they like they're not the the main people working on the art but they do i think it's like backgrounds and scenes and stuff mm-hmm. so he worked at and he worked as an assistant animator as well on like peter pan lady and the tramp 101 dalmatians uh, a few other disney films but he helped design the attractions for the new york world's fair like it's a small world he helped design that and in Disneyland, he did the Enchanted Tiki Room. He was one of the people working on the Haunted Mansion. So, his designs eventually did help form what the Haunted Mansion became. Because at first, it was it started as like a walkthrough. Uh-huh. But it eventually turned into that, that ride-through. But that's cool. And then he designed some of the early designs of Magic Kingdom and Epcot. So it would have been cool to have met him. He worked directly with Walt Disney. So I think that's pretty cool. That's awesome. So, but yeah, if you don't know who he is, just look him up. Look up his artwork and, and stuff that he's done. He did stuff outside of Disney World as well and, uh, and Disney in general. But this is what I mainly know him from. Those are my shout outs. Now it's time for... Our moment of the week. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Should I stick with Disney right now since we just spoke about it? Yeah, stick to it. Stick to it. They showed off the new trailer during the Oscars for The Little Mermaid. And uh, no pun intended, but it blew me out of the freaking water. I think Halle Bailey's vocals on Part of Your World in, in that trailer I thought was so, so good. Mm-hmm. And I think the original voice acting cast, they're so important to the film. And I think this new cast lives up to them. Like Jody Benson, Pat Carroll, uh, Samuel E. Wright, and Buddy Hackett are held in such high regards. And I think this new cast is definitely like they have the ability to to have the film like it's it's in good hands. I mean, I think that it's going to be good. It, I'm more so on the I think that the cinematography looks like it's really awesome. The CGI effects of it all, uh, the actress playing Ariel sounds incredible. Halle Bailey. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Also, uh, I found it interesting that they changed Scuttle from a seagull to a diving bird. But apparently, they did that so Scuttle could be in the film more underwater. 
And I think Aquafina is a really good voice to take on Scuttle. That's like to replace Button. Not I don't want to say replace Button yeah. Hackett, but I could see that. And then Melissa McCarthy, man. I said that a few weeks ago, but she is so good as Ursula. And I can't wait to see more from her in that. So that had me mark out Mm non-wrestling-wise. Wrestling-wise, I have a few. Do you have any wrestling ones? Um, Yeah, I mean, I I was a fan of uh, uh, Kihu Kwan winning his Oscar. You know, I thought that was an awesome. And then Brandon Fraser as <laughs> I well. I said, I said, do you have any wrestling ones? You're like, yeah, I have this one. No, I'm not wrestling. Technically, one, but, he you know, is related Mark... to wrestling because he was in the Goonies, and the Goonies had that song by Cindy Lauper, and in that video were wrestlers. So, all right, there you go. You related it. <laughs> and I, Brandon I that Fraser, that was... Brandon Fraser was in. The Mummy Returns and The Mummy, which then had a spinoff with Dwayne Johnson, who is a pro wrestler. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I thought that it was cool that uh, he won his Oscar, Brandon Fraser winning his Oscar. Yeah, I thought that was pretty um, cool. I thought it was cool that the the song that won was a song from India, from a Bollywood movie. Um, I thought that it was really awesome. And then, of course, the... I feel the like Taylor actress, Swift you know? not being nominated for that, though, was, was snubbed. And I feel like Selena True. Gomez might have should have had a nomination for that category as well. I don't know. I, I thought that, like, uh, Michelle Yao winning, Jamie Lee, Cur- it, it was Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, now I have to see everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, I have... Uh, I, I don't think I've seen maybe like 98% of those films that were winners. Yeah. I have to see that. The two that come that stand out to me to see is that in RRR. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that, that got me to, uh, well, also on Sunday night, they aired Kane's a and E biography. And, uh, I feel like I said biography really weird there, (laughs) but, uh, but, Al Snow is interviewed, and I really I don't go into this thinking Al Snow would be interviewed, but I thought it was cool because he was in a tag team, and I think they were champions at one point too in uh, USWA. So I thought that was pretty cool. Huh. Another thing that I marked out over was Impact Wrestling posting a video of El Generico in TNA, and to my memory, I have like I had no clue that he was there, but somebody said that. Before this video was posted, all that was out there was a like one singular fan photo of El Generico in the Impact Zone or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I might have might have seen that picture, but it was they were two dark matches from January 2011 before this show even existed, like a few weeks right before this show became a thing. One was against Amazing Red, and one was against TJP, so I thought that was really cool to see. And I mm. wonder, like, how did he not get signed to Impact? What happened there? Did he turn them down, or did they just not sign him? Because I think at 2011, 2012 were super hot years for El Generico. Even before that, I mean, he was very well known. So it was pretty yeah. crazy. Um. More I mentioned before, WW2K23, that came out this week. 
and some things that I pop for. They have an invisible John. Well, these are spoilers, my bad. But they have an invisible John Cena if you uh, complete the showcase. And I think that's pretty funny because the whole, like, you can't see me thing. They also mm-hmm. have an action figure version of John Cena that's apparently exclusive to my faction. Even though a majority of the people who play the video games don't like the my faction exclusive gimmick. Mm-hmm. So it sucks that there's still like hidden people behind my faction and it sucks that they announced that they're going to be updating attires and characters and stuff through that exclusively. But hopefully you'll be able to get them pulled like last year. They've already been starting the guy. What's the status? He's among some other creators who are already pulling stuff from the game that we shouldn't really have in the game. Like Adam Pierce, Corey Graves, Scarlet as a playable wrestler. He found a way to add hair and face paint to the wrestlers and have them be set as alt attires. So if they don't crash the game, then people and they don't like change this, then down the road when the DLC comes out for like Scott Steiner, mm-hmm. you'll be able to essentially assign him everything he needs for that big pop of pump attire. And maybe give him his chest tattoo if you want even further past beyond uh, WWE and stuff. So I think that's like a really cool thing. I wish we were just already able to do these things. And like somebody already posted Kurt Angle with hair. And Kurt Angle with the the beard from TNA. It's like, I I just wish we could do that ourselves. Mm -hmm. I know No Mercy is a lot different, but (laughs) you were able to in No Mercy. That'd be nice. So I just, I thought that was cool from WW2K23. Also in regards to that, they have the Vengeance 2003 arena because Undertaker and John Cena, that's part of the showcase, but it actually includes the bar set up for, by the entrance for the APA Invitational Barroom Brawl. So I thought that was a pretty cool detail that they included. They very much so could have like left it out, but I thought that was cool. Mm Mm-hmm. And then just yeah. uh, non-video game related, uh, still wrestling though, on Jimmy Fallon's show, That's My Jam, they played a game called Cat, Dog, or Bunny, where the answers would either be about Doja Cat, or the questions would either be about Doja Cat, Snoop Dogg, or Bad Bunny, and two of the questions, one of them was, uh, who competed at WrestleMania, that being Bad Bunny, and who is in the WWE Hall of Fame, that being Snoop Dogg, so... I thought that was pretty cool to have that. But that is. Those are my markout moments. I assume you don't have any more, correct? No, take it home. Well, that is episode 632. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you could check out past, present, and future episodes on markingout.com, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, so many more platforms. Check us out at Markin' Out on Twitter, at Markin' Out 11 on YouTube and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Markin' Out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Markin' Out, at Markin' Out on TikTok as well. Check us out individually on Twitter and Instagram, BTTG161 on both, David PTDPT on both, Chris Sweendog on Twitter, and CM Sweeney 85 on Instagram. And for now, we wish you. The 
Fantastic week. Ah.